Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Melanation Elimination. I'm your host, Amara P. And today we're talking about pop culture spirituality. So one look at social media nowadays, especially those of us in the quote unquote woke communities, you'll see lots of pictures of candles and rituals and people talking about manifesting or law of attraction. We hear things about consciousness such as wealth consciousness, abundance consciousness or scarcity or lack consciousness. And you know, I feel like we're whittling down our spirituality to almost like an Amazon purchase. Um, looking for a new job, you know, you get the this seven-day candle ritual, and all of a sudden, a new job is going to appear on your doorstep. Looking for a new relationship, buy this rose quartz, and do this, you know, love spell, and you'll manifest a new boo, you know, and then at the end of the month, or do this on a full moon and get this. And I really am wondering, you know, about what this really means about where we're headed as, you know, as humanity, and whether or not we've kind of gotten this all wrong where it's kind of become a trend or a fad to be within the spiritual community without really thinking about and learning what spirituality truly is at its core so i wanted to talk a little bit you know about what this means kind of what it looks like and what i think this issue is because we really need to be thinking about the sustainability of living like this in terms of like an Amazon way of living. Like we want something to happen in our lives. We stab our fingers, do this ritual, and it all of a sudden appears. And B, really questioning if this is really the crux of what spirituality is. Isn't it a little bit deeper than instant manifestation culture? So yeah, let's let's dig in a little bit. So I'm currently in a spiritual mentoring program um, with the book or the program uh, behind the book called The Sophia Code by Kaya Ra. I, if you are looking to awaken, this is the book you need to get. Um, there are people who buy this book and like fall asleep when they're reading it because it is so powerful. They can't, they can't, they just can't get into it. Um, there have been times I've been listening to her on YouTube and I fall asleep because it's so powerful. Like my conscious mind is like, yeah, we can't take this right now. And we about to be out and let the subconscious mind, you know, <laughs> um, integrate all this. But anyway, she often talks about, you know, moving from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. And that this is kind of what's happening to humanity right now. And I kind of more or less agree because for me, what we kind of see as like pop culture spirituality is kind of like the spiritual infancy where we go to these spiritual modalities, whether, you know, you're looking into, I don't know, a meditation or ritual candles or witchcraft or whatever it is, you know, to get something right away, you know, for instant gratification. As I was mentioning before, you know, things like jobs, things like love, um, even, you know, having children. And I think that actually we need to move from this, you know, get it now, Amazon type spirituality to this like spiritual maturity where you're actually growing and healing as a human being on this planet where you're more, you know, ascending almost different levels of consciousness and how you operate and how you live your daily life and how you influence others, you know, all of that. So, you know, with this spiritual maturity, you're actually doing a lot more of this inner work. You know, you're diving into who you are as a person, why you are this way, 
what events, traumas, experiences have contributed to you being this person? And do you want to continue to, to live your life in this manner? And if not, what are you going to now do to, you know, reimagine and live your life in the way that you want, be the person that you want to be and accomplish the things you want to do? So I think that this is kind of the way that we need to really be looking at our spiritual practices, our religious practices for those of us that are in organized religions, you know, where instead of, you know, going to God, going to source, doing these rituals to manifest these, you know, instant gratification things that we're actually seeking to embody our highest selves, you know, the the best of the best that we can be in this lifetime while we're here on earth, because obviously we don't spend forever here. And then even if you're an ascended master, you end up ascending this planet anyway. So nobody lives here forever. So let's talk a little bit about what I mean by your highest self. So when I say embodying your highest self, I think that it's important that we remember that we are more than our human bodies. We're more than these meat suits that we clothe, bathe, and feed every day. You know, you do a quick Google search of, you know, near-death experiences and the things that people experience when they're on the cusp of dying, whether it's a heart attack or a car accident or in the middle of surgery where they flatlined, like people have these experiences that they feel and see themselves above and out of their bodies. And, you know, or they you know, ascend into a realm where they're just surrounded by, you know, they say lots of love and lots of light and angels and things like that. So we know that, and those of us who are more spiritually inclined, know that our bodies are impermanent. We know that um, once this body dies, so we're done with it, our spirits will leave and go to another place, whether you believe that's heaven or hell, if you believe in hell, or whatever the case is. And so this also means then that our wants our desires should be bigger than this body, than, you know, the lives that we're living ultimately, because it's all impermanent. And so with that, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, every single thing we do from, you know, the clothes that we buy to the food that we eat has to serve this ultimate spiritual higher purpose. Although if it does, you're probably an avatar and, um, (laughs) you know, that's not all of us and not all of us are going to do that in this lifetime. However, you know, at the end of the day, I do think that it's important to consider how what we do now you know, impacts our lives down the road and impacts others and impacts our earth ultimately, especially as we think about humanity, you know, moving forward, you know, and and really becoming a species of love and of, you know, getting rid of separation. But that's another topic for another day. So, um, so yeah, thinking about some of the things that we see, you know, online with pop spirituality, you know, in terms of you know, desiring a new romantic partner, desiring a certain amount of money, desiring a certain job. I don't think it's necessarily bad to crave these things or to desire these things. But what I want to do is challenge us to think a little deeper as to the why we want those things. So, you know, thinking about, for example, desiring a new romantic partner, you know, if we're going to turn to spirituality for those things, which I think is appropriate, I do think that we should strive to live our lives from a spiritual point of view. You know, everything starts in spirit and then manifests in the physical. Um, 
you know, thinking about, you know, in the book, The Sophia Code, how Kaya Rod describes it and, you know, her experience of, 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 you know, experiencing God, the ultimate source of all who she experiences as Sophia, that, you know, our souls were calling out to Sophia to be born. Like she heard us calling in the spirit and then birthed us in her womb of no thing. So if we take that concept and apply it down here, you know, oftentimes, you know, we think of people who have children, a lot of times they have this desire to procreate. And I assert that they are actually hearing, you know, the spirits of those babies, of those children calling to them to bring them down into the physical. So with that being said, so for example, as I was saying, when you're desiring a new romantic partner, it's important to think spiritually about this desire. So, you know, what are you bringing to this new relationship? What are your shadows, you know, that will impact the relationship? What are your triggers? Why did your last relationships end? And have you worked through those endings or will you work through that before getting into a new one? Because ultimately, all of the things that we experience, um, you know, in our relationships is us, are things that we are bringing, that we have manifested that are already in us. You know, a lot of times when we look at our relationships and the way that we currently deal with them, we tend to put the blame on the outward. You know, this partner did this to us, this partner did that to us, this partner didn't pay attention to me, this partner did this, this and that. But you would not resonate with those kinds of people if those qualities were not already in you. When we think about like attracts like, you know, and frequencies and things that vibrate on the same frequencies, on the same vibratory scales, you, again, you would not attract those things if those things were not already in you. So before you jump into that new relationship, have you cleared out all of those things that you're seeking to not experience again in your new relationships? That's how we can take a more spiritual look at that. When thinking about, you know, desiring a certain amount of money, you know, how will you use this money? Are you going to be able or do you plan to bless others with this money? Why do you need this money? Are you lacking something? How did that lack come up in the first place? What are your money habits? What are your, what is your money story? What are the things that have contributed to the way how you view, save and spend your money? Again, that's a little bit more of a more spiritual way of thinking about the money that you feel that you desire, you need or you want. And that's not to say that you have to have a reason every time you want to, you know, increase your income or, you know, create more streams of income or whatever the case is. But I'm challenging you just to think a little bit more deeply instead of, you know, so surface level about these things, especially as it pertains to this pop culture spirituality, you know, when you can manifest a certain amount in a certain time. Um... You know, the new job, for example, if you want a new job, you know, why do you want a new job? Why are you in the position to need a new job? What do you hope to get out of this new job? What are you bringing to this new job? Are you leaving an old job for issues there that you had there? How do you know you're not going to bring those issues into the new job? Because again, you would not, you know, um, run into certain issues if those kinds of qualities were not already within you. Right. So, you know, you end up in a job where you feel powerless and your boss is always asserting themselves over you. You know, you and somewhere within you, you feel powerlessness, which is why you which is why that turned up in the job 
that you had, right? And so thinking about how can you work through those feelings of powerlessness? What experiences have contributed to that? And so again, really thinking, you know, spiritually mature about the things that we desire to bring into our lives. So my point is, is that our spirituality should be growing us. It should be expanding us. It should be inspiring us to, you know, continue to be our best and highest selves. So now the question is, how do we transition from this spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity? I'm offering three tips based on my own experience, knowing that, you know, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And again, I'm speaking as just another human being trying to figure it out (laughs) down here on earth. (laughs) So number one, I would say is to find ways to listen to yourself, you know, your intuition more often. And so this will be different for everyone, but a great way to start is with meditation. And I know this is cliche. It seems like meditation is another almost pop culture spirituality-esque thing to do. However, in this case, I think there's a reason that it keeps popping up while we keep seeing it appear more and more in the news and in the media and people recommending it, you know, to address mental health concerns or other health concerns because there is a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of research that has been done and it works. It works, it works, it works. There have been some studies done where, um, They've measured monks, right, in their meditations. And monks actually have a larger capacity for compassion. Um, so for example, when they were doing some studies of people hearing a baby crying or a child in need or whatever those things are that you know often elicit compassionate responses from us, when they measured, you know, meditation meditating monks against, you know, your regular person, non-meditating monk. They've actually found that the parts of the brain that respond to compassion actually were larger in these monks and lit up in these monks more than they did in a person who doesn't meditate. So what does that tell us? That tells us that the practice of meditation actually expands certain parts of our brain, especially the parts that allow for connection to others, right? So it's almost like half of the world's problems would be solved if we actually just sat for five, 10, 15 minutes a day and quieted our minds, right? We'd probably solve world hunger, we'd solve crime, we'd solve poverty just by sitting um, every day for a few minutes to allow ourselves to connect, right? And so whether you do this, you know, through an app, whether you use a YouTube video, whether you do it yourself without anything, whether you do you know, a guided meditation or chanting meditation, such as our practice within Buddhist traditions or Kundalini meditation, the fact of the matter is just get started. Just get started. Um, Because it really just allows for you to open up in ways that our regular lives don't really allow for us to grow and expand in that way. So that's number one. Um, If you would like to maybe for me to offer some sort of guided meditation, let me know. Um, I've definitely have done them with groups of women before. I do like doing those things. So let me know if you want me to post one. Um, Another way to strengthen your intuition um, is, you know, actually just like get in the car and drive like on a weekend when you have some time with no GPS. 
right? Like, um, I've been practicing that using my GPS, you know, and getting around town without it. But like, that's a way to strengthen your intuition because you have nothing guiding you or telling you what to do outside of you. It's literally where you feel like going. You might end up somewhere that you've never been before, or you might end up a familiar place, but you meet somebody that, you know, had something to say to you that was really profound. Like, I don't discount these kinds of experiences. I think everything, I don't really believe in coincidences per se. I really believe that all of our experiences, for lack of a better term, are planned for us, by us. Um, you know, either before we get down here on earth or by, you know, our, by God, by source, by our angels, whatever you want to call it. A lot of these experiences are for our growth. And so another way of doing that to continue to expand is just to go on a drive without a GPS and let your mind and heart guide you to where you need to go. Or another way is simply following on those like intuitive pushes that you get. So for example, you might, you know, get the the nudge to call a friend and you call them and find out that they were going through something or they were just thinking of you. Um, or you get that nudge to, um, you know, um, you know, go visit a friend or get groceries for somebody or whatever the case is like, continue to follow those intuitive nudges. Cause that is actually what intuition is. It's like really soft. It's really light. You know, um, it's not going to roar in like the wind necessarily, at least not in my experience. It's kind of like those small little heart nudges or those passing thoughts that you're like, hmm. And those are the things that we want to start paying more attention to. And lastly, another way to develop your intuition or continue to you know, listen to yourself is journaling. Um, there's a book that I have not read, um, but it's called The Artist's Way. And I kind of just Googled, you know, The Artist's Way kind of protocol. But basically, it's to journal three pages every single morning. And so <laughs> I have to admit, I haven't done it in a while, especially because I'm back at work. I'm an educator, so school just started. But over the summer when I wasn't working, I actually would probably say I did this probably over two thirds of the day that I was off this summer. And I just found that, you know, it was hard at first to write three full pages as soon as you wake up, um, you know, and but I found that I was like working through things that I thought I was over, <laughs> like life experiences. I realized things about myself that I actually was thinking for a while, but really kind of worked through with writing. For example, my decision to get off of social media, um, at least, you know, the active ones such as Instagram, Facebook. I haven't had a Twitter in years, but, you know, just kind of giving myself, my spirit a break from the constant inundation of people in their lives and opinions. Um, but I really was able to work through that and why I wanted to do it and what the benefits were and what, thing, what the effects were of me using social media through these morning pages. I even kind of worked out that I wanted to start a podcast in these morning pages. And so if you have the ability to, and I would suggest that you make the time for it, even on the weekends, if you can, is, you know, start journaling in the morning. It, just write about whatever is on your mind. And, you know, the artist's way in Googling it, they say, even if you don't have anything to write, you can write, I don't have anything to write. And just keep writing that until whatever you need to come, whatever needs to come through, comes through. All right. Number two, in, in terms of moving from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity is learn why you are the way you are. Dig deep. Become curious about your habits, your desires, your wants, your triggers. Why were you so upset when that person said that thing to you? 
Why did you flip the F out when your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your friend said that thing to you or your mama, right? Like we're getting to a stage in our development where I think that it's going to be crucial that we really undo our conditions, you know, our programming of how we came to be the people that we are today. Because what's happening is that we are continuing to pass down these habits, these thoughts, and most importantly, these belief systems to our offspring, right? And so if we want our world to develop, to evolve, to ascend, we have to undo these harmful belief systems that are keeping us stagnant, that are keeping us sick, that are causing us to develop disease, that are inducing further separation by race, by creed, by religion, right? Like we have to do better. We have to do better. And the only way to do that is to do the work of undoing all of these belief systems that really aren't serving us. It doesn't serve us to believe that our way of doing things is the only way. If you think about it, that is why the world is the way it is today. I live in the United States. You know, we have a healthcare system that based on people's belief systems about religion, you know, are denying healthcare to certain factions of people. That's, that's like unfathomable to me. How could I decide that because I don't believe that a woman should have access to birth control, I shouldn't give it to her because I don't believe in birth control. That woman's life ain't got nothing to do with me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So like, but this is what we do. Or we elect leaders on the premise that they say, you know, they're all for religious freedom. But when you dig deeper into that religious freedom thing, It's actually, they only believe in the freedom to practice one religion, (laughs) usually Christianity and everybody else is demonized, you know? And so at the crux of it, these belief systems are causing the separation, are causing the ills of society, all the isms that we have, our racisms, our homophobias, our, um, you know, we see a rise in some, you know, alt-right white supremacists, like ultimately, It's because of separation and our belief systems that are harming us and causing us to separate. When ultimately, we are one. We are all human beings. We all have loves that we have. We have desires. We have dreams. There are things we want to accomplish with ourselves. We all want to feel loved and connected to the people around us. Like ultimately, our religious beliefs don't matter because we all going to die. (laughs) right and why should what you believe about where you're going when you die and where I'm going where I die have anything to do with how we treat each other you know what I'm saying um and ultimately you know our belief systems around sexuality and relationships are also separating us as well and so I think it's crucial as a people that we really start to undo these belief systems that are really really causing us to not evolve. We are not going to evolve if we continue to believe that some are better than others, we are better than others, simply because of things we believe about life. It's, we're not going, like this planet is not going to evolve. Um, 
yeah, so that's that. And I would say the last thing in order to move from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity is something that uh, may not resonate with a lot of you, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway, is to call on your higher self on the regular. And so as somebody who has been, you know, really exploring a lot of different spiritual modalities and practices and belief systems um, for about, you know, six, seven years now, um, this is something that kind of comes up again and again, um, really no matter what kind of non-Christian spiritual um, system that you kind of go into. And so this means, you know, calling on your higher self. So your higher self, if if I can explain it as the way I understand it, is that your higher self is like the spiritual you, right? That is a part of you that may not necessarily live in your body, but is like the bigger piece of you that has planned all of this, right? That has planned, you know, the family you're born into, you know, the jobs that you have, the experiences that you have, all for the, the learning and advancement of your soul, which is you. And so this higher self knows everything about you, everything that has happened, will happen, is happening. And um, really, his job is to make sure you are always protected, always good, like whatever, whatever. And so make a habit of calling on your higher self. And this is like the epitome of you. Like if you were like the best like spirit you could be like in the entire universe, this is you as your higher self, you know, you're you're confident, you're, you're abundant, you're prosperous, like you don't need anything, you don't want anything, like it's just like you to like the extreme ultimate. <laughs> so I would say is to call in your higher self on the regular, simply being like, you know, I call in my higher self to help me do this higher self. It's almost like talking to God, right? Talking to God, but um, not but talking to God as your higher self. You are God, you are your higher self, like it's all one and the same. And so, you know, and if that, and if that's uncomfortable for you, then call on God, call on source, whatever you want to do. But basically calling on your higher self more often to lead in your daily life with everything, you know, from, from, you know, helping you to figure out what to eat, the kind of diet you should abide by the, if you should go on this date, if you should buy those shoes, finish your project tonight or get some sleep, like, and then whatever your first gut instinct is with whatever decision you're trying to make, go with that, right? Because intuition speaks within those like first three, four, five, six, seven seconds of, you know, trying to decide to do something. And so, Doing that will continue to strengthen your intuition, as I said earlier, and will also allow you to trust yourself more, right? Because as you trust yourself with the little decisions, right, of deciding what to eat or whatever the case is, you begin to trust yourself with the big decisions, right? You know, whether or not you should take the certain job, whether or not you should move across the country, whether or not you should date this person, right? You know, really listening to your gut and your heart that speaks to us, but we're often just so bombarded by the everyday, we don't often hear it and we can't hear it. But as you continue to trust yourself, trust your higher self, call on help, you realize that your life starts to feel smoother. You begin to feel more empowered, right? And so ultimately what happens is that life starts happening for you instead of to you. But life is always happening for you, but kind of your interpretation 
of what's happening in your life feels different. And then you realize that life has always been happening for you as opposed to to you. So, yeah, I think I've riffed on that enough. <laughs> um, you know, my challenge to you is is this, you know, just just begin to notice and be curious about your relationship with spirituality or with religion. If you're somebody that, you know, is still within an organized religion, you know, are you treating your religious practices or your spiritual practices like Amazon? Are you, you know, going to God, going to source, going to whatever you know, for this like instant gratification thing, you know, or are you building a deeper connection and relationship with yourself and your higher self or God, right? Remember, you are much more than this human body. I think um, for those of us who are spiritually inclined or within religion, organized religion do know this, but like really take stock of what that means, of how big you actually are, okay? Your essence is larger than life. And you have been given everything you need to exist and thrive down here on earth, everything. But in order to access all of that, you really do have to go within. As within is so without, you know, is kind of what they say. But like, you know, Everything in your world is a result of what's going on within you. So if you don't like what's going on outside of you, let's start checking in with what's going on on the inside. Because everything you need is already deep inside of you. Until next time.